And we're back. 2022. Is it 20? Yeah, 22, which is like 2022. Uh, first episode of the year, and I thought it would only be uh, fitting that we uh, get one of the original casts back. Um, he's the number one guest on this show. Like episode one, we're up to 51 now. Um, you know, he's back, I'm back. Um, I'm talking about none other than Luke Jackson. How have you been, my man? Hello, my brother. Um, it's good to see you. Um, I've been good. I've been really, really good. So what's been happening? Because to be honest with you, it's been a minute, right? Like <laughs> the last time I saw you, you know, we we were going through fight camp together. Yep. Um Obviously, you, you, I don't even know, was it last year or was it even the year before? Yeah, it was uh, December. It was December of the year, uh, 2019. Uh, 2020. 2020? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're 2022. So it's like, mate, I'm, I'm so lost. Every time we get to the start of the year, like, I am so lost. Yeah. It's just, uh, what, it, just it, like, um, it's nearly like 13 months since the fight. Yeah, right. So, I guess where where have you been hiding, mate? Well, I um, I went through one of my episodes of self destruction, as as it happens from time to time in my life. It's always been something that I've gone through. <coughs> so this one was quite quite um, yeah brutal. It uh, took its toll on me physically, mentally, emotionally, um, but. Like always, I I come out of it, and I made a I made a deal with myself um, when I come out of this this one that um, I'll make some changes in my life, and that's that's what I've done, and I feel I feel really good. And what kind of changes uh, are we talking about? Well, I made a promise to myself that no matter what happened in my life. Um, you know, whether that be lose a boxing fight, um, you know, one of my parents passed away, you know, my dogs, something happened to my dogs. Um, I wouldn't resort to, to alcohol or drugs or anything to, to try and help me through the situation. I'd just, um, I'd just cop it. I'd just feel it and, and, and use, use training to, to help me through the, the rough time rather than alcohol or drugs as I have done in the past. And why do you think, I mean, it's not just yourself, right? Like a lot of people go through this. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's been times that I've had bad things happen as well. I mean, Rocky passing away was one um, where we tend to lean. I mean, I'll say I, I didn't lean towards drugs, but say the alcohol or whatever. What do you think it is that um, I guess makes it so easy to, to, to fall into that, that, that hole? Well, because it's easy. That's simple. It's, it's drugs and alcohol is easy, you know, like um, it's an easy option, you know, like just feeling it and, and, um, and just being real with your emotions is quite hard sometimes, especially for guys, you know, like, um, and I just was sick of it. I was just sick of feeling like shit, so I tried to um I got, from a daily basis I I don't feel that good most of the time but when something goes wrong in my life then obviously I feel a little bit worse so um 
yeah, I think it's just an easy option. And I have to ask, was it just to do with your last fight? Or, or was it a case that there were more things, I guess, going wrong at that time? Well, it's been a build-up since I moved to Sydney. I haven't had the best of runs. Um, you know, I won't go into detail with with what's what's happened, but it hasn't been easy for me. Um, and and I think that was probably just the icing on the cake. You know, that fight I um I was with a new trainer for Dill, which you know I love and respect the guy. But um, one thing that I realised from that fight, I remember my old trainer Billy Asani always used to say, you know, like we shouldn't do m- too much hard sparring. You know, especially now I'm. I've done all my hard sparring. I know how to fight, and I'm 37 now. And when I had the fight, I was 36. And remember, he was taking me to spar a guy by the name of Brock Jarvis, which is an up-and-coming fighter. Um, he saw me match in boxing, and, and we would go there every week, uh, Wednesday, and we'd just have wars, man. We'd punch the absolute shit out of each other. Um, and also on top of that, I was sparring guys like Kyle McKenzie and Paul Fleming, and I was sparring probably three times a week, you know, and that's that's very, very, very silly, you know, like for a man of my age in my stage of my boxing career um, to be to having wars in the gym. Um, but I was just doing as I was told, you know, and I was sparring really, really well. And then on the night in the dressing room, I just, man, that was probably the worst feeling I've ever had. Um, Walking to the ring that night, I just knew something was like I was, I was just depleted. I was gone. I was exhausted. I left everything in the gym, man, sparring hard, and um, I was just I was just busted. And I got out there, and I just couldn't do anything. Even though I still feel I just nicked the fight, um, and a lot of people did. Um, you know, ultimately, I lost the fight. The judge, one judge, didn't even give me a round. You know, like. Uh, I, I, I won't even give the guy credit and mention his name because that that guy has no idea about boxing. You know, to, to not give me one round in that fight is is um is a disgrace. And that guy should have a look at himself in the mirror. You know, like it's it's absolute disgrace. Um, and I'm not saying it's his fault. The reason I went off the rails, but that was a big reason. One of the big reasons to why I just you know. I was just like, fuck this. You know, like I put so much into this sport. And then, um, yeah, I just felt I just felt shit, you know, new coach and I just felt, yeah, I just felt fucking horrible. I have to ask you though, what do you, what do you mean by hard sparring? Because let, let's go back to Billy when, when, when you're fighting under Billy. Yeah. And, and, and the crazy thing about that was um, obviously you, you had a few sparring sessions there. Sam Goodman, who's now a, a good friend of mine as well. Yeah. Um, he, he, he was one of your sparring partners and, and, and the crazy thing in this instance was that, um, Tyson was actually one of your sparring partners as well. And, and the one thing that I always say is that boxers kind of are hell bent for leather during these sparring sessions. So like to me right now, when you say like Billy says that you shouldn't do hard sparring, when I was watching you spar these guys, to me, that was hard sparring. So, yeah. you know, and, and and I only relate it back to the MMA space where, yeah. you know, a lot of the guys, they're, they're sparring at, as, as we call it, 60%, 70%. Yeah. And um, so, like, seeing that, to me, that is what I would call hard sparring. So yeah. if you're if you're kind of justifying that as soft sparring, what, what, is, what, what, what makes hard sparring? Well, that, 
in, in like some of the spas I believe with Sam Goodman were, were quite hard, but the guy was a little bit lighter than me uh, at that stage in my career, um, and it was you know like it was once every maybe two weeks or once a week, but like it was like it was controlled a little bit. Like when we sparring Brock, the guy walks around really heavy. And it was a small ring, and the guy's just relentless. But and you know, I'm I'm a couple of years older since that Frampton camp, um, and it was just wars, man, absolute wars. Like, like <laughs> you could have sold that um, sparring, and, and you know, on TV it was crazy. And and like it was just good for both ways. Like I give it to him, and he he give it to me. Like. It's not like one person just got the better of it. Um, it was very even, hard sparring. But the thing was, I'm, I'm at this age, I couldn't recover. My body couldn't recover, and I left everything in the gym. Um, and you know, like I just, yeah, it's a very stupid mistake on my part that I didn't speak up about it. But as always, as an athlete, you just do as you're told, you know. And that's what I did. Um, I thought that was going to benefit me, and unfortunately, it didn't. And with that fight, what was it different to say your your normal fight? Just as I mentioned, he was a sparring partner of yours. So, like, does that change anything? Even if it's just mentally, I guess, um, because you have done rounds with him in the past. Like, did you? And I'm not going to say like, did you overlook him? But did you kind of go, okay, well, I I know in the sparring rounds I was getting the better of him. Like, no. did did you have any of those moments or no? No, the only thing that was on my mind is the corner was a shambles because. Fidel wasn't allowed it in the corner either, you know, so, and I had, I had three different voices in my ear that night, you know, and I, that, like, it wouldn't have mattered who, to be fair, it wouldn't have mattered who was talking to me, I was that exhausted, I couldn't take any information in, and I got head clashed in the first round, and a big scar on my eye, um, and it was just, what could have went wrong, went wrong for that fight, and it's just, like, I remember coming out and I, I backed him up and I threw, threw a, a one-two or something and as soon as I threw the punch, I'm like, oh, wow. Wow, here we go, you know. Like, the guy should have stopped me. That's how f bad I feel. The guy should have stopped me. Um, but credit, I, I like Tyson. Tyson's a good guy, you know. He's just doing what he's got to do and, and as, as all fighters. But just the whole situation behind that fight and what I put into it and the first fight after not being with Billy Hussain... It's just a slap in the face to me, you know, and the one judge not giving me a round and then I was just angry at the world, man. And when you're angry at the world, it's a dangerous place to be. You don't care and I didn't care about myself. I didn't care about anyone and so I just went missing. I went missing for about four months. I went into a self-destruction and, um, yeah, it was not good. And can we ask where you went to now, now that you're back? Um, most of the time I was just by myself at home To be honest with you um, Drinking and and whatnot You know like just I, I didn't train for about two months Which is unheard of for me I, I've trained pretty much my whole life You know like My, my uh, boxing career is coming up to 20 years Since my first fight you know So And I can't remember taking That much time off in my career So I was just, I was upset, I was sad, I was angry, I was everything, so, and I just turned, turned to alcohol, um, and 
whatnot to, to try and fix it and it just made everything a lot worse. And was there ever a thought of throwing in the towel, so to speak? Like, just yeah. because you're looking at your age now and where you are in, in your career right now, was there, was there? I mean, is there still a thought of that? Like, are we going to see you back in, in the ring? Or Yeah, you will. You will see me back in the ring. Um, I'm training with Jeff Fennick now. You know, and he even said to me, he's like, Bella, like, what were they doing? Like, they see, like, come out and spar, like, he sees, like, the sparring we was having. He's like, they shouldn't have allowed that to, to go on, you know? Like, and every week I was there, just, like, we were punching the shit out of each other. Um, and obviously my body couldn't recover, you know? Like, and that's a lesson that I've had to learn. But obviously, through that, is is that your first sort of interaction with Jeff, like during during those sessions? Because you obviously train with him now, right? Yeah. So, is is that kind of the silver lining, like, or did you know Jeff before then? Or I knew how? Jeff. So the the funny thing is, I was going to go and train with Jeff when I left Billy Um and then for what whatever reason I didn't. Um, and now I'm here, and you know they say everything happens for a reason, and I've just got to try and believe that and. Um, and finish my career, you know, having lived out my full potential, and that's all. That's one of my goals this year is just to, you know, I did want to have the rematch with with Tyson, um, and we did try for that, but for whatever reason, that hasn't happened. Um, so yeah, whether that's an opportunity or or it's not, that, but I do want to fight again this year and, and possibly finish my career this year. Okay, and with, with with Tyson though as well, he is a bigger fighter, right? Like, yeah, he. he so did you did you step up in, yeah, in class I, there, or did he step down? No, I went up to lightweight. You know, it's just um, just a lot of things that 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 could have been done a lot better, you know. But as a fighter, I just do as I'm told. If it was me being in control of, of myself, like if 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 I was my manager myself, or if it was my fighter. I would have made some some rules about that, you know. Like, um, one they they only made it a six round fighter. I'm not a six round fighter. I'm a ten round fighter. Two, they made it a lightweight. They should have. We should have made them come down to super feather, like they like Paul Fleming did. The the next fight after me, they fought Paul Fleming at super featherweight. That's what they should have fought me at. They fought Paul Fleming at over ten rounds. That's what they should have fought me at. We can go on all day with the with what went wrong. Um, but the main thing was the sparring. That's what fucked me. It just too hard, man. Too hard sparring um, f- for that camp. And it, it paid its toll. And no one has to suffer but me. No one else suffers but me. Well, that's why they call it a lonely sport, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, right. It's kind of uh, crazy. And and have you looked back at that fight? Like, or is it. Nah, is I it, it. I so it. you just want to erase it? You don't. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. There's a song I come out to walked out to i love that song i haven't listened to it i can't listen to that song every time it comes on turned off i'm twisted like that do, do you think you'll ever watch it though ah oh, i don't know probably i haven't watched my olympic fight and why is that i just don't want to it's just like fuck it's just like shit time have you have you watched back the frampton fight uh bits and pieces i was out of my depth then the thing about the Olympic Games fight, I should have beat that guy. And, the like, I, I beat the Olympic silver medalists. You know, it's just, I beat the Olympic silver medalists and I lost to a guy from China, you know, like, and no disrespect to Tyson Lanchard, but I should have I wiped him out. 
Um, I should have wiped him out. Carl Frampton, he was just too good for me. Wouldn't have mattered where I fought the guy, he would have beat me. So it's a different feeling, you know, like when you know you could have done something or should have done this, that, and you didn't do it. That, that just eats at me. But if I'm not good enough, I'll, I'll take it on the chin. And Carl Frampton was just way out of my depth. It was just a step too high, you know. Um, but that's it. And and what made Frampton so good? Is it is it you think he was more technical, speed? What what, what do you think? His distance was very good, you know. Like um, like I couldn't I couldn't time his jab, and that's one thing I really try to do against all opponents is read their jab very well. And if I can read their jab, then I find that I find that it's very hard for them to hit me with anything else, you know. But I couldn't read his jab. He used to he was doing this weird thing where he'd he'd, he'd go to jab. And then as he, as it come out, then he'd like pour it and then bang it, like jam it down his throat. It was just like it was hard to read. It was, that's one thing that I remember, and it was it was a lot, lot harder to hit than than what I anticipated. So, um, that it's just out of, out of out of my uh, depth. And he's retired now too, right? Yeah, he's retired now. Um, he's got some kids and and he's happy. So that's that's very good. Nice. So when you say this could potentially be your last year, like, what are we looking at? One fight? Two fights? Yeah, look, what? I just, Jeff Jeff just wants to have me fight, um, see how I feel. And then if I feel good, then maybe again. But if not, then, like, I can feel it, man. Like, this is probably the first year that I've actually felt my body starting to slow down. And it's a scary, scary feeling. Um you know, I've done a lot of damage to my body over the years. You know, 20 years of boxing, I'll, you know, I've had a, a fair few concussions over my time. Um, injuries, you know, and then on top of that, I've, I've probably overtrained at times, not let my body recover like it should have. And then the self-destruction periods that I've been through um, haven't really helped. So. See, I, I I would say overtrain is a big one. Um, it's brutal, and and especially like I mean that's that's the one thing I've noticed as I get older is just like I mean it's look even when you talk about benders right, you used to be able to go out on a bender and and back it up the next day. Um, as you get older, it takes you five days to recover, right? Yeah. And that that that's why I choose not to go on those benders anymore, just because yeah. it wipes out my week, right? And yeah. but it's the same with the training. Like I just find that you know where you used to be able to go three four five hours and do it day in day out you know these days i go on a 10k run i can't run for two days yeah right and it's just because my knees blow out and and you know i'm done yeah. so and and that's the one thing I, I i would say especially with you i mean you're very heavy on socials as well i mean you see it like you're constantly i mean you've got you've got a new uh pad holder for you but like you're constantly um you know yeah, Tra like, you're training just, and and also like the heavy lifting that you do with uh, what was the guy's name Anim uh, the animal kid or whatever yeah, when that, you were doing um, that I was like man you're just gonna blow your back out and like yeah. I kind of get it but like it, it, it's kind of weird and I get it because on one on one token you're always going I don't want to leave any stone unturned yeah and that was my problem that's like for that fight but like, I, I was like I'm like, done everything and I've done too much it's like fuck you can't win brother cannot win it's like i've done everything right and then I, it's just like i've done too much so way too much getting to the fight and you're exhausted like how can you train so hard and get into a fight and feel exhausted like you've done nothing 
Like afterwards, when I hadn't trained for like two months after the fight and I've been, <laughs> God knows what, um, I go into the gym and I feel better. I feel better. I was like, how is this possible? I feel better now than what I did doing all that training. Because you let your body recover. Fucking right, man. Mate, it's the same like uh, I, I, I've had times where like, you know, if, if you get told to do say 100 push-ups every day, mm. right, there comes a point where you can't do it anymore. No, that's right. right? But then, uh, as you say, you give yourself a week break those push-ups become easy again. Yeah. And you're like, why? Like, you would think that doing it on a regular basis, it would just become norm, but you, you, your body just tears, man. Like, body breaks down. Your body um, breaks down. And, like, my body is still going strong, but I, I realise that I'm tired a lot. Like, I'm tired a lot, man. Like, And I'm working a lot, too. Like, I'm holding pads for everyone, and that's another thing. Before the fight, I was holding pads for it. Like, training so many people. Um... You know, it's just just a lot, man. So much, not no time just just to, to relax, you know. But it is what it is, man. A lesson learned, a valuable lesson in life that I, that I had to learn, and I learned the hard way. Um, and now I'm uh, I'm nine months sober. I haven't had a drink for nine months, so I'm feeling pretty pretty good about myself. So with that though, is it, is it a case now that you're you're done with it? Like, as in, like you won't touch a drop. Or, um, or do, you, do you still see yourself having a drink here and there? Well, I said to myself, I want to, I want to do a year sober, um, and I will do that, and then I'll see what happens. And, like, I, I'll only drink on, on wins. You know, a good mate of mine, Jake from, from GDAP, he once said to me, Bella, like, you should never drink or do anything when you're feeling down, you know? Like, only drink to celebrate a win, you know, whether that's, boxing fight or something's you you're winning at life like you know in business or or relationships or something like that like don't drink for misery and and that stuck with me so i'll do my year and then i'll see how i feel maybe i'll maybe i won't drink again who knows um i know that i'm not the best version of myself when i'm drinking so I can't offer much to anyone. I can't offer much to myself. Hence why you didn't see me for nearly a fucking year. Well, I think it's been a year. Like honestly, because I remember, uh, I like I, I will I will have a dig at you now. I, I know that you were meant to come for my birthday. Yeah, and you, and you didn't show your face. No. <laughs> I just well, I didn't speak to my father. I didn't speak to anyone for for months and months. Just, just that's it. I just shut down. So what, not good. It's so not apart good. from the alcohol though, like what, what has changed? Because I mean, <clears throat> you know, you talk about overtraining and you're saying holding pads for people. I, I, I still see you out there at No Limits Gym and I mean, that's a trek and a half too, right? Like to yeah. Pres Preston's, is yeah, it? Preston. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, so you're obviously still keeping busy, not just with your personal training, but also training others. So when you're like looking back at that and you're saying, all right, it's too much, it's too much, but Apart from the drinking now, what what has changed? Because, like, as I say, when you look at your socials, you're still doing all of that. Yeah, but I'm not doing the hard sparring. I'm not getting my head beat in, you know. I'm, uh, it's, it's, it's controlled sparring. And, like, I'm I'm 37, brother. I'm not 27, you know. Like, I started boxing at 18 years old and constantly sparring and fighting over years and years takes its toll and... That, f that training camp was just stupid. It was very, very bad um, sparring, you know. Uh, I should have spoke up about it, but I didn't know. 
I didn't think it would affect me like it did. Um, Billy Hussain used to always, you know, say, don't, don't leave it all in the gym, and that's what I did. I left everything in the gym, Bella. So that's that's what's changed. Looking back on it, is there times that you think you should stay with Billy? No, no. I've got my reasons. Um, I've got nothing bad to say about Billy Hussain, but I should, no, definitely not. No, I just say like, uh, and, and that's what I'm saying, it's just like hindsight sort of stuff anyway. Yeah. But look, uh, the, the, the other thing that I really wanted to, to I guess, ask you as well is, um, you know, especially being that you, you were on the first episode, and one of the major sort of um, things that was coming back from that episode was obviously that whole can that you opened about mental health, right? Yeah. You're really open about, obviously, your childhood and everything like that. Now... Obviously, with the state that you're talking about now, you've had this 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 downtime. You took the loss. You you went off the rails for a bit, and then on top of that as well, you know the world is in lockdown. Um, and and I just want to kind of ask you on that because one of the big things that they've been saying is during COVID right now is it it's been bad on everyone's mental health. Yeah. So I just want to ask you, I guess, how how has your your mental health been during this past not not even this past year? We'll go the two years during this whole COVID um, sort of saga that the world's living in. Well, the first lockdown I was good because I did my four four forty eight run challenge. I done my five five seven five challenge, and I just sort of focus solely on myself. You know, um, obviously, then the fight. I went off the rails. I, I, um, I come back. I, um, my mother passed away, so I couldn't get home for a funeral. Uh, I could get home for a funeral, sorry, but I couldn't get home to see her before she died, which was quite hard. But um, you know, I've, 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 I've been, I've been pretty good. You know, like I've got, um, I've met a beautiful girl. Her name is Katie. And she's she's been she's been amazing for me, you know. Like I used to say, the Olympic Games was my greatest achievement in life. Um, but I feel that she has taken over that that number one spot. Um, I met her when I was just four weeks coming out of the shit show that I was in, um, and we've become really good friends and and now lovers. And um, you know, she's she's been a big part of my recovery as as a man as a person as a human being um and you know she's one of the reasons why i keep pushing on you know and and i want to be better um you know just if 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 maybe she didn't come into my life maybe i would have fallen back into that trap of of drugs and alcohol but she gives me a reason to not want to do it um and that's a good that's a good thing to have someone like that in your life because it hasn't hasn't been like that you know like when my mother passed away i didn't really know how to feel and i'm still learning that you know like i didn't and i don't even know if i've 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 um dealt with that yet because i just haven't felt anything like me and my mother had a crazy relationship and she wasn't really there for me when i was younger and but it's, it's still shit when your mother passes away you know so like we had to go for the funeral and she helped me put some words together for the speech that I had to say. And she's just my backbone for, for the whole time, you know, and, and was very calm. She's very patient um, and she's very loving and caring. Um, 
and and I need someone like that. You know, like I'm I'm hard work, man. I'm hard work. Trust me. But I'm loyal, and 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 if I if I love you, I'll, I'll give you everything I can. But I've got a lot of demons in my head, you know. Like and and I'm learning about them. I'm learning to try and deal with them. Um, and I I'm, I've been speaking to someone again about my problems. Um, a psych a psychologist, uh, OCD specialist. I've been speaking to. Um, and that's the thing, since I moved to Sydney, I was here, like, I've nearly been here three years and I, I didn't speak to anyone the whole time. You know, I had no maintenance on it and she was a person that, that made that clear to me that I that I hadn't and, you know, sort of didn't make me but pushed me in the right direction to, to want to go and speak to someone again and to try and, you know, understand how my mind works because it's a it's a... It's a it's a crazy place to be sometimes in my head and I can let it take control of me and it makes me do, makes me be someone that I don't really like. No, and I can totally understand that. I mean, you know, I mean, everyone has a different relationship with their parents as well, right? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, some some do a better job. And look, this is what I get nervous about now. I'm about to have a kid. Yeah, right? man, and I get I'm nervous. So happy, uh, so happy for you, but man. you know what I mean? Like, I get nervous about that, uh, as we we're saying before, is like, because there is no manual, right? No, there's not. And, and I, I believe that all parents kind of do the best to their ability. Um, and sometimes as a kid, you don't understand that, right? Like, because yeah. there's been times that I've had fights with my, my mother, right? Or, or, I mean, my dad, I don't, I mean, we didn't really speak too much. We speak more now than we did earlier in, in yeah. life, right? Um, but then, you, as you say, there's those moments and you, it, it's really the, the, the thing of, you know, you don't know what you've got until it's gone. And I think that, that that's the hardest thing sometimes. And, um, you know, even with, with my partner at the moment, we always say, you know, never go to sleep on an argument. Yeah. Right? Because you just don't know. You no, just, that's right. That's, you know? That's right. You know, like... My my partner Katie, she's very she's very calm and she's she's um she's very good for me because I can fly off the handle pretty pretty quickly, you know. And a lot of my issues have come from my childhood that I didn't even realise, you know, like um you know, so I'm trying to be calmer, I'm trying to be um not so angry at the world. Sometimes I can get a little bit frustrated with things and, you know, road rage and and stuff like that so i'm trying really to be just less angry and just you know be a lot more calmer and i feel that it's it's really working and especially the last um three weeks i've been really really good and um we all have our days but i um i'm just trying to be a better person man that's all i'm trying to do now i have to ask you was it katie that got you to grow your hair it was, yeah. Katie made me grow my hair. Or didn't make me, but she's like, let it grow. Let it grow. So. I, I only say, because obviously I can see the gold locks, right? And yeah. and, and the same thing happened to me. I had yeah. the same. I had the crew cut, whatever. And, yeah, I just, you just know, shave it. The, the, the missus was like, no, nah, you got to grow some more hair on top. You know, and, and like, I guess as guys, we don't really care, no, right? I, like, I'm like, well, if it makes you happy, sure. Like, yeah, I'll grow sorry. it out. Um, but it's the first thing I noticed because you're the same. You used to wear a lot of hats and yeah. this and that, and you've got your hair now. So I was just wondering, yeah. uh, obviously, if that if, <laughs> <laughs> if it keeps her happy, Bella. And she, I've only got to impress her. I don't have to impress anyone else. So if she likes it like that, I'll grow it as long as she wants it. And she's happy with the beard. 
Yeah, she likes a bit. She likes a bit. Right, I, I, I guess like it's it's one of those personal preferences, right? Like it. you either like the stubble or you don't. You, you want it or you don't. Simple. Nice, nice. Now, so who who taught her how to hold? Uh, this, obviously, Katie's the 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 pad holder that I was making mention of before. Was she uh, always good at holding those pads, or was there no, a little I, bit of training training no, training the trainer? I I, I will call yeah, it. I pretty much. Um, I uh, when when we met. We met on a run challenge. Um, I went to a run called 440. Uh, it's in uh, it's in Bronte. You go there. It's a five o'clock start, and the reason they call it 440 is it's 440 meters uphill, and then you come around a loop and you just do ten laps of it. So I met her there at this run challenge, and then um, funny story. I go. I seen this girl sitting there. I'm like, oh, like. I don't know, I don't really go up to girls like that, you know. Um, but I went up and I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? I'm Luke. And I said, what's your name? She's like, oh, Katie. I'm like, okay. And then in my head I'm like, how can I? And I go, what do you do for work? She's like, oh, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm like, oh, sweet. I was like, what, what studio do you work at? She's like, oh, um, self or something like that. She said, so anyway, I, I got it on the Instagram. I said, oh, is it this one? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, because I wouldn't mind doing some yoga. She says, oh, sweet. So then I went to everyone that uh, they were following <laughs> and, and, and found her through that <laughs> and then added her. <laughs> and that was, <laughs> that was my way in, Bella. So then, um, and then, yeah, just kept, kept um, batting away, you know. So I, I, I have to ask, so how did you slide into the DMs? Um, I think, uh, to be fair, I think she reacted to one of my boxing things first and then, um, and then, then she's like, I want to do some boxing and that. Then game over, mate. Who knows boxing better than me? Olympic boxing captain. Huh? Where are you going to go? You're gonna, gonna, not going to go anywhere else, are you? So that was that. And that was my that was my ticket in. And I went with it. If I want something, I'll get it, brother. And I um, I just kept going until um, she allowed me to take her out for dinner. It's crazy huh? how one person can change your life so much. Yeah, and she has. Like, she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I, I love her dearly, and um, I'm excited for the future with her. And how are the dogs towards her? Man, the, the dogs love her. Um, so, you know, I've got Chevy and Inca, and now we have another one. We have Minnie. Uh, so Katie's like, I want to get a <laughs> little puppy. I'm like, are you for real? I've got two dogs already, you know? And she's like, oh, she wants an Italian greyhound. So anyway, we're walking through the city one day. I see a guy. <clears throat> when I used to live in Darlinghurst, he seen me. He goes, what dog is that? I said, it's a miniature pincer. He's like, wow, that's, I like that dog. So then he got one. He got a miniature pincer because he seen mine. So anyway, this day, I see him walking, and he had two min pins. I'm like, oh, you got two. He's like, here, and he's pushing a pram. He's like, I've got puppies in the pram. My bullshit. So it's had puppies. So then that was the end of that. We pulled him out, and um, we we ended up buying one of the, the puppies off him. And so what happened? We, which dog had the uh, the problems with the, s the swollen jaw? What what happened? So that was there? Chevy. He had a, his jaw just <laughs> was in bed, and Katie's patting him. He's like, "What's wrong with his jaw?" I'm like, "Looking." He's like, "His jaw's all swollen." I'm like, "Wow." So I take him to the vet, and he had an abscess. His face just went from normal to. He looked like me after I fought Cole Frampton. Just all swollen up, so he had to get an abscess taken out and a couple of teeth. Cost me about two, 
cost me two bucks, two thousand bucks. Which, to be fair, sounds like a lot. But this, this I was, is I was, I was, mate, I spent that in in about twenty minutes, mate. This is the debate that I have with the missus, though, too, right? Like with pet insurance. Have you have you seen that? Like some of this pet insurance, right? You you they charge you more for for your dog than they do your own insurance. Yeah. Like it's crazy, right? So I always say to her, like, nah, I'd rather pay the two thousand than the monthly, yeah, whatever it is. Now, and the only reason I ask because um, when when you first posted that photo, I, I remember Rocky was kind of the same, right? Like he 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 came up one morning up to the bed and he had like this frisbee kind of looking thing and, and you touched it and it was like at first my first reaction was like what have you got in your mouth you know mm. and started feeling at it and and it was solid it was like so mm. solid but it ended up that he was sniffing around and he got stung by a bee yeah right it. so literally just puffed up his face which was kind of crazy good, but, old um, good dog mate remember mate. the picture the picture we made remember holding well actually um i mean as you know like i did um ask if someone um had some questions and one of the questions was whose dog is in that picture it's a boxer yeah. and you don't own a boxer so the story behind yeah. that obviously is so and it's your dog yeah, it, well it was was dog. was my He's dog passed away now god rest his soul yeah and uh beautiful dog wasn't he what 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 was that what was so, that whole photo shoot uh, so that was for my 5575 run challenge remember yeah. i come here to do the first podcast yeah and then afterwards we done a photo shoot and that was the day. That was the day because I wanted to do a promotion. Because you then the other pictures, you had me running up the street taking a photo, and then I'm like, "Give me a picture with with Rocky because he's a boxer." And I put it up. I say, "So you want to be a boxer?" <laughs> the caption. Remember? That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, he's a, he was a good boy. Okay. Um, and on on that, another question that got sent through was, "Are you going to do another four four fifty two challenge?" Um, I will. I will. I will do another run challenge. Um, I might finish my career first, um, my boxing career. That's my sole focus this year. Um, well, not my sole focus. In my in, as an athlete, that's my sole focus. I have a house in Tasmania that's currently on the market, so I'm selling that, and I want to buy a place up in Sydney. Um, this year is just uh, about sorting myself out financially a bit better. Uh, I've blown a lot of money in my life. Um, I've got no problem making it, but doing the right thing with it has been a bit tricky, but I'm going to 100% change that this year. Uh, I'm looking to buy a nice place in Sydney somewhere. Uh, I'm going to have a nice deposit from the place that I sell in Tasmania. Um, and, and yeah, just, just uh, get a place and... Just get ready. Get ready to make a I family. have to ask though, are you, are you are you happy to hang it up? Just say like this this fight right now, right? For whatever reason, we we're, we're still in this kind of weird time where fights get cancelled, this gets done and I mean no limit did really well the last year of of putting on events, right? But a lot of a lot of other organizations had issues putting on fights for whatever reasons, right? Say say this year slips past. Are you happy or you need to have that fight just to put I'd a stamp like on. To, yeah, I'd like to have another fight. So if that's this year or next year, then I'll, I'll have one more fight. Yeah. And where do you At feel? At least just to see how I feel. If if I feel shit, then that's it. That's done. Um, but if I feel good, then we'll see. But look, um, boxing is not everything anymore. 
that's all I had. That's all I felt I had. Uh, I'm seeing a different outlook on life at the minute. So it's not be all and end all, you know. So what's the outlook now? I mean, last time you were here, you said, I I think you said by the time you were 30, and obviously we're way past that moment, but you were talking about that. What was it? You wanted to have a a kid, a million bucks? I wanted to be retired from boxing, be married with kids and be a millionaire. I'm 37, I'm still fucking none of them. Still boxing, not married, haven't got kids and I'm not a millionaire, so. So you can still work on the millionaire 40, thing. Maybe by the time I'm forty, that's um, that's yeah, it's all right. I mean, the 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 retired by thirty, that's long gone. We can't yeah. even like, yeah, we can't even gra- grasp at that right now, right? So, so we're gonna go for the family. Yeah, that's that's something that I, I mean definitely want. That's one thing people have been doing during COVID. Yeah, that's well, something. What's that's, going on? Well, um, yeah, I just got to. I just want to make sure. I don't think you'll ever be ready for kids. But there's a couple of things I need to have in cement locked in before I do that. Um, my childhood was a bit up and down, and I just want to have a safe zone and happy place for, for my kids when when that time comes. Yeah, I mean, the scariest thing for me, to be honest with you, the scariest thing for me about having kids is that when I look in the mirror, I still see myself as a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I am, I'm 41, yeah. right? Turning 42. But I still go, nah, mate. I'm a big kid, yeah. which 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 can be a good thing, I guess. But it can also be a bad thing. Yeah, I don't know. It can. It can. It's um. I don't feel my age, but my body does. My body's copped it a lot over the years. So. And so, where do you see the state of Australian boxing now? Obviously, I I, I kind of feel like it is starting to to really make a name for itself again. There 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 was that little bit of a lull for a moment there but obviously now with people like uh brock um obviously sam goodman had 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 well, a really good fight sam's a beast man um you sam. know you got uh uh harry garside now yep. winning the olympic uh medal like where 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 do you like just from a from you know one of the one of the uh, as as you say from even being the olympic captain to now seeing someone achieve that olympic medal uh where where do you see australian boxing well, I think Australian boxing is in great hands. You know, we've got just George Gambosis just beat Teofimo Lopez for the undisputed titles. So, um, you know, it couldn't get much bigger than that. You know, like, what a, what a great win and, and good on him. He deserves it. Works his ass off that kid. So I'm very happy for him. He's a good good kid, family man, and, and very hard worker. Um, then you've got Tim Zhu, obviously... You know, putting on all the big shows with no limits. Um, so they're a credit to the sport of boxing. They're doing a great job, Matt Rose and the crew. So well done to them. Um, loving the opportunity to fight on one of his shows, which I think Jeff's going to have a speak to speak to him um, very soon. Um, you got Tasman Fighters also doing great things for, for, for Australian boxing. Justice Hooney, Dana Caldwell, all them guys. Um, the Maloney brothers, like Andrew, um, lost his world title in the in the trilogy, which was which was pretty upsetting. But um, he won his won his comeback fight. Uh, we've got Jason Maloney coming for. I think he's chasing a, a fight with Nanito Donaire. Um, then we've got Billy Dib. He's going to fight Jacob Ng. 
Um, if he wins that, he can get ranked as a lightweight contender. And is is that a is that a made fight now? Yeah, because I know last time I spoke March to him, he said he wanted another fight, but yep. there was nothing. March twenty third, I think it is, or, or something like that, in Brisbane. Yeah, right. And you got the possible fight between Belle Dib and Paul Fleming. It's, it's a former teammates, a bit of a rivalry there, a bit of bit of a dispute. Um, so that that'll be a cracking fight. Um, Joy Apatia. He's on the verge of fighting for a world title next, I think. Um, and then we've got some some cracking female fighters. Um, Shannon O'Connell, I mean, she's a warrior. She's been around for that long and she just keeps winning, man. She keeps beating everyone. Um, you got Taylor Robertson, Ebony Bridges, um, Sky Nicholson just turned pro. Um, you know, got some good fighters there, man. And Harry Garside, you know, Olympic medalist. Which is the first time in what thirty or thirty three, years? Thirty years. So, uh, credit to Harry. Good on him. Keep keep up the hard work. And what do you think, just with him? Because obviously, I had him on the podcast, and 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 we spoke about at that time. He he wasn't sure if he was going to go pro or if he would stick it out on the amateur circuit. Um, and I remember him talking about obviously that his style is more suited towards amateurs than it is to pro. Now, obviously, you having that same sort of path going from the olympics to obviously becoming a pro fighter um what are what are some of the some of the things you kind of i guess have to change because to me i i to me it was more like amateurs to pro to me is you know uh the size of the fight um obviously money involved uh headgear um so like from a technical i guess aspect what what are some of the changes that you feel like he needs to be making well I guess he's got a great coach in Johnny Lewis and he knows boxing better than most. Um, but he's just got to slow it down. Slow it down, you know. Not, you know, don't rush. Don't be bouncing around so much on his feet and, and, and sit down on his punches a bit more. You know, like he's... Don't, don't lose his boxing IQ and, and he's, you know... A lot of people, when they turn pro, they think... Um, you know, just got to stand there and, and take punches, which is not the case, you know. He still can be elusive. He's a good mover on his feet. But just settle the the bouncing around and and, um, and when he throws his shots, commit to him, you know, because I'm sure he's got power. Um, he's just got to find it. And he's young and he's got plenty of time. So he's got a good team around him. He's got Baby, Baby Matreski as his manager and he's signed with no limits. So. And he's got Johnny Lewis as his coach. So great team and... I wish him all the best. And I have to ask about Brock, obviously, just because you are working with Jeff as well. What What's next for him? Because he won a pretty big fight. Yeah. Was it last year? That yeah. Last See, year I, I don't even know when it comes to timer at the moment. I'm just like, during COVID, he won yeah. a fight. It was on It was on yeah. uh, American soil. Um, like, ha has he got his next sort of fight lined up? Do you know? Or what, what are they kind of looking at? I think they're looking in March for, for Brock. I think Jeff was talking about it this morning, actually. Uh, he was on the phone to someone um, to try and organise that um, with the crew. But um, Brock's a, a tremendous, tremendous puncher. Um, he's got good, good power in his hands and he works his ass off. So, um, you know, he got a lot of slack from the last fight that he had. But, like, he won the fight, man. He got caught with a shot and he, and he showed showed heart and guts and he come back and won so 
you know, you, you fight a bum, you get you you knock them out, you get bagged. You fight someone good, you get beat, you get bagged. You fight someone not so good, you you get hurt, you win, you, you get bagged. Like people are crazy, man. People are absolutely crazy, and we're probably the crazy ones for letting them for letting them have an opinion on us and, and getting upset about it. You know. Because they mean nothing, these people with with their opinions, you know. So, no, I mean the only thing, and, and I remember that fight. The only thing I did think is like, and you say he hits hard, but like I was like, mate, he's got a chin on him, because yeah. he did. He did get clocked uh, in the early Tough, rounds. Man. He um, didn't go down like he's just like he's a soldier, you know. Like, and that happens. Like you swim, you're gonna get wet, man. Like you box, you're gonna get hit, and everyone's got an opinion about everyone, but they wouldn't do what these people do, like. You know, it's like me having an opinion on you, how you run your podcast, but I couldn't do it, Bella. Like, so why am I going to have an opinion? Like, people just need to shut their mouth a bit, you know, and the world would be a better place if if people thought about what they said before they say it. But, I mean, it's so easy these days, right? Twitter fingers. Fuck. <laughs> but it's also hard, I guess, because, as I say, you're very active on social. That's why a lot of athletes as well choose to stay off social, right? Yeah. Because they just don't want that noise either. So it's it, it, it's it's a fine line to kind of tiptoe along. Yeah, pe- people are crazy, brother. Um, but what's next for you in the sense of, like, we, we, we'll finish with the fighting stuff, right? So you have a fight, you don't have a fight, you have two fights, whatever. What 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 does life after fighting look like for you? Are, are you going to take up more of a coaching role? Or? Yeah, I will. I will definitely... Um, be a part of boxing somehow whether that's with jeff as a assistant trainer or doing my own thing but i will open up a, a gym here one day um a boxing gym maybe a bit of um yoga a bit of meditation as well something like that my girlfriend's really big into meditation and yoga um be a nice mix um yeah just make some money brother Make some money. Um, you know, have some kids. Live, just live the good life. Summer one, huh? Summer one. I have a few. Have a few. See, at the moment we're at one and done. But then again, I'm a little older. Yeah. But we'll see. Like we we have been umming and in this last kind of nine months now. Like it's kind of like ah, do we give it a little sibling or not? Yeah, right? they need a brother or sister, brother. It's it's well, I don't know, man. I was an only child until I was seventeen. Yeah, there you go. Right, but now I've got a sister. But I, I mean, as a child, I, I was an only child, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah. wasn't too bad. Good. Yeah, you know. I mean, sometimes you, you, you kind of go, ah, oh, I wish I had someone there. But then there's other times when, you know, as I say, like when I was 17, I, all of a sudden I was like, fuck, all the attention's gone off me yeah. now, right? So like as an only child, you do have that where, you, you, where, where the attention is all on you and it's, it's, it's easy living in, in that sort of sense. Yep. Yeah, look. One or, one or two or three or whatever, but um, I'd just I'd just be happy to have the opportunity to be a father one day. I think it's something that I'll I'll really take take with both hands and and be be the best I can. Boy or girl, don't care. Um, I'd love a little girl. I'd love a little girl, yeah, but I I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. I just literally said as long as it's healthy. Yeah. Um, um, Do you know what you have them? A boy. Hey, a boy. A boy. Yeah. A boy. We had to double and triple check. Yep. The missus didn't believe it, so she was like, are you sure? And 
Yep. Now they get the ultrasound out, and they're like, yep, they're the little pebbles there. It's definitely a boy. That's, that's a boy. It's what uh, are you going to call them? Uh, I don't know if I want to mention it right now. Like, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably tell you afterwards. Um, so the name has been picked, yeah. but we're, we're kind of leaving call him, it. Call him well, Luke Lucas. That's well, no, it's Lucas. It, it, it's just a case of like once again, and, and and I mean going back to your your thing about you know everyone's always got an opinion, right? Yeah. Like so, the one thing is like everyone's like, oh, you need to call him this, you need to call him that, you need to call him that, and it just gets to a point where it's like we've picked the name, and and it's kind of like that's what it is, and. Let's try to, because we we just know if you announce it now, people will be there going, ah, oh, that's a that's a stupid name, or you know, like it, it's 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 the same thing, and it's like, oh. hang on a sec, it's not your child, right? It's, oh. and um, so I kind of feel like once again, people are so easy to to jump on board and and criticize, and as they say, um, opinions are like assholes. Yeah, Every, everyone's got one, Everyone. right? Um, let's let's have a couple more questions. Um. Hang on, what have we got? So, one said, how has he adjusted his everyday life from having bad OCD? Um, it's, been a, it's been a tough one because OCD changes. The, the triggers and the things change. So, when I was growing up, it was touching things and counting things and, and stuff like that. Um, then it becoming um, I had a breathing thing where I'd have to go like that, and if I couldn't catch my breath, then I'd start getting um, I'd feel shortness of breath, so I'd, then I'd start fucking getting anxious, and it would do my head in. Then it was like a lot of things, man. There's a lot of things, and it keeps changing. So you just got to break the habits. Um, and how I've learned to deal with that is by obviously I take medication. Um, for this, and I speak to a, a psychologist. Her name is Lisa. She's from Tasmania, and I do Zoom calls with her or FaceTime on my phone. And she just just goes over the basics of of, um, of what the issues are and the the tools that I need to try and beat beat this. So it's a it's an ongoing thing, you know. It's like it's like living in 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 hell some days you know like some days I, I feel that shit that i just sleep all day because i'm just so fucking over it i can't can't get a hold of it but then the next day it'll be okay and i find that the the more tired and stressed i am with work and training and that then the, my ocd will flare up and if something comes into my mind if i if i give it the give that thought the energy it, it, it can take over but if i just sort of allow it to be there and don't give it too much attention it will pass but if if it's there and, and I'm, my whole thought process just goes to that that thing that's just in my head whether that thing be um you know the breathing thing or touching something or you know like i've had a lot of issues with um you know with drinking and, and stuff like that um if i just allow it to be there and just it'll pass let me ask you this i mean you you, you said to me uh, earlier um that just before christmas as well you came down with covid yeah um did that send your ocd into overdrive like did did, did your ocd no, start no, no it was funny it, I, it's funny my 
my OCD is 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 very strange from time to time, and a lot of it is like I get so angry sometimes, man. Like I get angry, and that's one thing that I said I'm working on just being a lot calmer. Like, mate, some days I could feel like I walk through a wall, brother. Like I get so angry. Um, no, and the only reason I ask is because like I haven't had it. The missus hasn't had it. Um, but sometimes I feel like she's kind of OCD about it because she's so worried about getting it right now, especially while she's pregnant, right? Like, so that's why I'm uh, asking. Like, was was there a point when when you've obviously had it? Like, did you start to panic? Did it did it like consume you in the sense of like? Because once again, it's one of those things that nobody knows anything about in a yeah. sense, right? And and I like me, I'm I'm pretty relaxed about it. Um, as I said because I've kind of been a ninja about it and I've been I've just been lucky but I could also see myself like if if I did somehow fall into the virus um that I would probably panic and it would consume my mind you know because then you'd be yeah. like I'd be on Google like how do I fight yeah. this how do I do this I how do I do be, that I used to be like and I used to worry about things like that. I used to worry a lot but now I think I don't really worry about anything um like my relationship i worry about that like um that was one thing that i was really panicking about like i was thinking like something was gonna go wrong like i was worried that i was gonna like i was just like fucks like something someone's gonna ruin this you know like because i'm so happy and i'm just like i'm waiting for something to go bang it's like so this is this is too good to be true like it's too perfect this woman's too perfect Life's too good. Something's going to go fucking bang and it's going to blow up. So I was really stressed about that. Um, but then I'm just like, you know what? Just try and be, be present. And the thing with my OCD, I live in the past a lot. And I dwell on the past of my past, my partner's past, your past. Like if whoever's past, I'll dwell on it. And I'll just, like I'm very upset with myself that I waste a lot of time my life you know, drinking and doing drugs and stuff like that so but it's done yesterday's done brother you know so um that's one thing that i'm learning just to be present and it's very hard for me but i'm i'm trying to be better at that i guess also does does your partner notice when you're having these spells like yeah, she's mate she's the best brother. honestly she's the best she's um she's helped me a lot she's very like i said she's very understanding she's very calm she knows a lot about me. She knows a lot. But I'm saying, me. like, does she know to then leave you alone during yes. those, those periods, or like, how 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 can she like? I guess for anyone listening as well, like, if if they have a friend or a family member that kind of suffers with that, like, what's the best thing for 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 someone on the outside to do? Is it to give you space? Is it to um, is it to like what what is it that helps? Well, I guess. Um, like if someone's struggling, the worst thing you could do is give them space. I feel um, she just loves me, loves me harder on them days. She loves me more. That's like the best advice I could give to anyone that's gone through a shit time. You know, if you're going through a shit time, Dennis, I'm just gonna love you more as a as a brother. You know, like I'm gonna love you even more, and that's what she does to me. You know, like when I'm feeling shit, she loves me more, and she shows it, and she's just very patient with me, man. You know, like and. I'm very grateful for her. Like she's she's a good person.
And I will give you that. So before I took a dig that you didn't turn up to my birthday, but I will say that when Rocky passed away, you did reach out. I yeah. do remember that too. See, I remember these things. Uh-huh. I do remember these things. But um, look, we'll just start to wrap things up. Yeah. I'll um, put a few more questions out. I'll, I'll first see if you can even guess who this question's from. It says, Jacko, when are we playing chess? Do you know who that's from? Um, is that from Brennan? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're too old, me and him. Oh, really? So yeah. it's an ongoing tournament? Yeah. Does he live a ride? Does he ride his bike there? No, well, I saw him at the Sam Goodman fight and I thought he lived... Because I said, do you he still does. live he around me? He lives in No. I think he said Surrey Hills or something. Yeah, I thought Maroubra. I'm not sure, but... Because I was the same. I said, oh, are you still living out our way? Because then we should catch up. And he's like... Oh. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm riding the chess, eh? That's something that I've really, really, like, I'm obsessed with. So on my year sober, when I'm, when I do my year sober, I'm going to the chess tournament. <laughs> the one thing I was just about to say is don't go to New York. No, they're right? good. Oh, mate, like, you step off the subway and you've just got, like, f- maybe 10 guys and they all play that speed chess, right? Wow. And straight away. But this is the thing. It's a hustle. Right, so like literally, they're like, yeah, 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 come play, and you sit down, you play with them, and then you get hooked into it, and then next thing you're playing for money, right? And these guys play chess all day, every day, wow. so it's like a straight up, a straight up hustle. So I'm just saying, if you, if you, I'll do it, but I'll get my, I don't <laughs> care, like I'm gonna. So go what, what, once again, this is how you lose your money. Yeah, on the on my one year sober is the first of May. Um, I'm gonna play in the chess tournament. Yeah, so you play six games against six different people and see so you go. I don't care if I get mask kicks in every game. It's a challenge. It's what I like to do. Nice, nice. All right, so another one. What are the th- what are some of the things that you think about when you're weeks away from your fight? Um how, how am I gonna make this weight? Um, I'm hungry, I can't wait to eat. Um it's just, yeah, like um, how the fight's going to play out. You've been training so long. Um, you know, am I going to get injured before the before the fight because I'm getting weaker now with the cutting of the weight? I've got to be careful I don't get injured, make sure I'm sleeping well. Just basic stuff, you know. Like I never worry about have I worked hard enough because that's usually the, the other end of the, you know, the, the scale. Um, but yeah, I just, just try and stay calm and try and stay focused on, on what I'm doing and, and listen to my coach. And on that one, uh, this will be the last question that I'll throw out is obviously you've got a new training partner in Jeff Fennick. Um, and cause you brought about listening to your coach, will you be adopting any new styles or techniques? Yeah. He's taught me a lot already. Um, just different things we've, we've, with my hand position, you know, like everyone knows, like I'm, I'm always like this. Um, so just, 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 just having to look a bit more and catching some shots and um, and not being so defensive like this and just letting my hands go from there. Just, you know, just um, a bit more movement with my with my hands, you know, um, which is something that I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying learning it. So, and how's he moving these days? He's, uh, he, he trained with us today. He done some exercise with us today at the end with the dumbbells and the ski erg. And yeah, he's fit, man. Yeah, he, uh, he's still got it. 
You still got it? You still got it. Crazy, huh? It's it's one of those things that it's like riding a bike. You never you never quite never. forget. I mean, once again, you slow down, no, your reaction's a little slower, but uh but yeah, I mean uh but, but I mean look, he he's good in the commentary box now too, yeah, he's right? Great. Um, he's great. It's something I'd like to do one day, you know, to get a job, you know, commentating for fights. It'd be great. Yeah. Be be good, so. Would you ever want to be a judge? Mate, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do do fighters wrong like some of them do. That's for sure. Well, that's why I'm asking, right? Because okay, I mean, the, the, this is the common thing that they always say is that like ex fighters would become really good judges. Um, but I kind of debate that sometimes because I kind of also feel like if you've been on the circuit long enough, right, you're gonna be pro certain fighters and i think that can sway your decision sometimes and i know everyone goes in with the best intentions and they're like no i'm going to be as fair as possible but mm. i do find that you know if you've had history like i don't know like he's like an ex like training partner of yours is fighting against some guy that you don't know i kind of feel like having oh, that relationship oh, so, can so, some of the judges just sit there the eye shot below so i mean australian boxing is in great Great hands, but the judges and referees need to be fucking just done over, mate. Like they do my head in, honestly. They do my head in, brother. They, they, some of the judges, the way they score fights, it's just they got no idea. And like, so many fighters after my fight, like George Gambosas, Andrew Maloney, all these guys from overseas, they message me. They say, "What, what, what was the judges looking at? You won that fight, clear, like clear." This is why, like, it's Australian judges are bad, man, honestly. I, I will say one thing, though, is could it also have been, and, and once again, I'm not taking a knock on the corner or anything, but because um, obviously I was ringside there too, and I will have to say I felt that his corner was a lot louder than yours, and I know you're saying that your corner couldn't be in there with you and stuff like that, but what I mean by that as well is, um, and and I got this off one of the MMA coaches and they were talking about, especially in this period where there's been like uh, less crowds, yeah. right? Um, they're very vocal on like, do this, and then once you do it, they're like, hey, so they let the judges know of that course. they've done something. And I will just say, that's the one thing I picked up on. I, I was like, I could really hear Tyson's, a corner. Yeah, I could hear. I could hear Jamie as well. I could hear Jamie calling as well. But at the end of the day, you know, I I threw that many more punches than the guy, and and he threw he threw the heaviest shots. But a lot of them hit my gloves, and, and like I threw a lot more punches. I threw three to one, you know, and punches win fights, you know, like and um, you know, it doesn't matter how much you yell. Like, the judges, fuck, mate. Like, how long have you been judging for? What, you're going to let a, a voice dictate your thinking? Like, are you a novice judge or something? Like, what's going on? Like, this is stuff that they should be taught, Bella, you know? Like, okay, so the crowd's going to be anti-Luke Jackson. They're going to be pro-Tyson Lancey, so don't listen to the crowd. Don't listen to the corner. Focus on what's happening in the ring. Like, but I'm saying, like in all ca cases of sport, look, it happens in football as well, right? You yeah. you have the crowd, and they'll be like, you know, you need some glasses, you need this, you need that, yeah, you know, look, and, and, and 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 a ref will make a bad call because they feel course. that pressure as well. So I'm I'm, I'm not so saying I'm, you've got to, you yeah. Look, you need look. What could have went wrong did go wrong for me that night. I felt shit, too much hard sparring. I got cut my first cut with a head clash, my corner. Um, 
Fidel wasn't in there. I had three different blokes trying to talk to me in the fucking corner. I was a nightmare. Um, and I was fatigued, man. Um, but it is what it is. I'm here to fight another day, and I believe that that... Day will come this year. Yeah, and that loss put me in the direction that I'm at now and, and it's put me in the path that I'm following in my life now. I feel that um, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. All right, so let's end it on a positive. A positive? I haven't told you. I went skydiving, Bella. Oh, mate, how good. Mate, I, how good is that? I'm gonna, mate, my girlfriend organised the best day for my birthday. We jumped out of a plane 15,000 feet high, jumped straight out. It was like the best buzz. Like, I'm going to – we're going to pay money to – um. To do uh, our solo one, so you, you twenty jumps. No, it's ten. Is it? It's 10. When 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 I jumped, they said it's like twenty jumps until you can do your solo. No, it's ten. So we're gonna pay. We do ten jumps, then I'm gonna jump fucking out of a plane by myself. It's like well, it's crazy, huh? It's crazy, crazy. Oh, Tell I love that shit. Mate, I love it. Like honestly, I jumped straight out of a plane. I'm just like ah, this is like wild. <laughs> and are you I'm scared of heights? Up thinking of. No, I don't scared of nothing, brother. I don't scared know, mate. Me. I'm not scared of heights, but I tell you what, when did you go up in a little Cessna? Um, the, the yeah, little, right? I was more worried in the plane, but like, I'm not scared of that sort of stuff. But like, I'm scared of failing. I guess that, but like, definitely that, like jumping out of a plane, or I'm not really scared of that. Yeah, no. Nah, to me, that was the biggest buzz. I think the the only thing that trumped jumping out of a plane was stepping into a cage which is what you do yeah like to, like, to, to me you know like, what you know what brother they said to me they go it was was this worse than um jump like fighting i said nothing beats fighting like like what am i gonna do? i'm sitting in a plane and i'm just gonna jump out like that's like fighting's fighting's a lot harder than that like way harder. <laughs> nah, because I'm 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 a junkie when it comes to that. I used to love roller coasters. Then you do the skydiving. Roller coasters become a bit of a. Uh, like, Have you bungee you know jumped? I mean? uh, no, but like I want to do that now because of my knees and stuff. Like, and I know it. I know it. I'm here in fear. A bit of excuses. No, 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 no. See, because I'll jump scared. out of the plane. I'll, I'll go brother. with. I'll go with no rope attached. That's what You're I'm saying. Scared, I'm worried about my joints. Come on, brother. It's like someone saying, "Yeah, your retinas come out when you bungee jump." Like. It is what it is. The parachute might not I'm open. I'm getting old, bro. The parachute might not open, brother. You gotta just take a risk. Yeah, but the thing is, if the parachute doesn't open, I won't be around to whinge about it. If the you bungee, never know, if, if the bungee pulls my knee out of the socket, right? I'm gonna be around for another twenty years talking about how I shouldn't have gone bungee. Now, I mean, would you helicopter bungee? I'd love to. We should do that. When the baby's born, let's do it. I kind of feel like we're going for a trip to New Zealand. That's still that's, that's kind of like is that where it's at, mate? That's where like bungee became a real thing, right? Really? AJ Hackett, yeah. So AJ Hackett was kind of like the original bungee jump dude, and he was the guy that did the um, what's the tower and Par uh, the Eiffel Tower? Like he he did all the crazy stuff. So you go to like Queenstown. That's where they have the heli bungee. They have the bungee off the, the, the shot over bridge. They they have the shot over jet where this jet comes flying down the canal. Does like 360 spins where you're like millimeters off like the gorge walls and stuff like that. Like 
Yeah, man, Queenstown's where it's at. Wow, like, and then you do a little bit of skiing, a little bit of snowboarding on the side. I did um, the one thing I did there is the the whitewater rafting. Have you done that stuff? No, whitewater rafting. That's a buzz, dude. Yeah. Like, that's a buzz because all you're doing you in such a frantic kind of mode, right? Like, literally, like same thing. You're just listening to the captain at the front, like just a paddle, paddle, paddle. You know, and like you. Yeah. They don't give you enough time to think about it and then you paddle and then you come to this like waterfall drop and before you've even got time to think about it, all right, you're already in the canyon, like it's 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 a done deal. Yeah. But man, may, maybe we should do that. Maybe may, maybe we should um especially like depending on, on how these border closures and stuff, you know, reopen. Uh, New Zealand's probably gonna be the easiest one to get to. Yeah, too. I've never been to New Zealand, so I'd love to. Are you down for that? Yeah. All right. Well, she's down all right well uh yeah we'll we'll give the uh we'll give the baby a couple of months to you know get used to life first but yeah. uh and then we'll chuck it out of the plane or but yeah i mean it's an easy trip too it's like three hours it's literally yeah. a three-hour trip boom we're over yeah. there um and as i say lake wanaka beautiful cold yep. very cold but um let's do it done well on that note man um pleasure as always thank um, you for having me on the no, Thank you for coming once number again. Number one and number 51. So I guess the next time we get you on is at 101. 101. So we're just going to give you the ones every single I'm a time number now. One. I'm a born the 1st of January, Bella. January 1. So really now? Sense. Yeah, it's my birthday, Bella. The 1st? First? 1st of Jan. Fuck. Yeah. Now I know where the benders come from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did your parents used to tell you? I, I remember um, I had a friend that was born on the 31st. Did your parents ever tell you that the fireworks were... For your birthday? No, yeah. Yeah. Many people have said that. <laughs> Many How's that? I mean, smart. It's like, I'll organise all these fireworks for you for your birthday. It's like, yeah, sweet. Oh, I bet you believed it too, right? Yeah. No. But anyway, man, until uh, episode... Oh, 101's now... Oh, no, that's still 50. I was going to say that's 100 episodes away. No, that's, that's still 50. 50. So every 50. How many right? concussions have you had? Oh, too many. Yeah. too many and my worst one came through basketball believe it yeah. or not yeah. yeah so um yeah i was uh knocked out flat and 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 all right we'll finish it on this the funny story with that right i was knocked out flat got copped it in the nose broke my nose i literally had i don't know what you call it but clunky bits on on the ground so it wasn't just blood there was like i, I don't even know what it was so they freaked out the paramedics came they called the ambulance and stuff like that. And it was when I originally moved from New Zealand to Australia. So then the paramedics, once they got me up and, and talking, they were asking me, they're like, all right, so when's your birthday? And I could answer that. And then suddenly they go, who's the prime minister of Australia? Mm. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell him to save my, but it wasn't because I was concussed. Yeah, because he had no idea. That's I was like, I, <laughs> I was, I was like, I can tell you who the New Zealand prime minister was, mm. but I couldn't tell you who the Australian one was. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, they rushed me to the hospital. And, uh, but that was probably the worst concussion I had, and I was from an elbow, wow, to the nose. But there we have it. Anyway, thank you once again. Um, I was going to say, uh, you know, stay on that sober tip. <laughs> Uh, stay dead. strong and hopefully we'll get some fight news out of you real yes. soon but until then thank you thank you I'm away I'm away